Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is, sorry, I just got so excited. It sounds so good. Anyways. <laughs> hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is long distance. Which we have been. We have been. I was going to say pussy from afar, but then now that you said we have been, I got uncomfortable. <laughs> so Sean and I have been long distance podcast partners throughout COVID-19. Absolutely. And this is the first time in like three or four months, mm-hmm. which is crazy Nuts. Yeah. to think about, um, that we are back together. We have... Um, expanded our circle um, a small amount, which includes each other, so that we can do the podcast um, back in the comfort of Sean's closet once again, um, which is allowed here in BC. But make sure wherever you're listening that you're checking with your local government and listening to restrictions. Um, But here we are allowed to expand our circle in small amounts and excited to be back together. So excited. So nice. Finally back together. (laughs) Um, But before we get going for today's episode... Um, first of all, I want to thank our listeners for um heading over to Bad Queers Pod last week after we um gave them a quick shout out. Uh we got some tags and saw your comments saying that you were enjoying their podcast, which I think is really cool. And we just appreciate you all taking the time to go check someone else out. And we also wanted to give another shout out to a, another black owned and operated podcast, which is Afroqueer. Afroqueer is a truly pan-African podcast that features interviews with LGBTQ plus people who describe a wide range of experiences. So we'd love if you go and check them out. And as always, we suggest trying to constantly look for varying perspectives and different voices in the queer community. I know we say it a lot on this podcast, but we are only two gays and we do not speak for everyone in the whole community. Definitely not. And it's really important that you are hearing diverse ideas and perspectives on being queer. Because we are also insufferable. (laughs) (laughs) I also want to thank you all for... um, Speaking of insufferable, uh, dealing with the various uh, different types of sound quality. And we threw it back to the first days there for a while. It was really great. Yes, And um, the bit of an inconsistent schedule uh, due to COVID-19 and giving respect to the Black Lives Matter movement. I know we've been kind of all over the place, both sound wise and uh, episode wise. Thank you so much for uh, hanging in there with us and also for following us on our social medias at I Can Explain Podcast and personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brianne Williamson. We've also been seeing a lot of you giving us reviews, five-star reviews, thank God, so we don't have to shout anyone out by name that's left yeah. us a four-star. Because <laughs> we, we would. Have, you know we would. We, we don't have to shame you. Um, but as a reminder, wherever you're, listening, wherever you're listening, it really, really does help us out if you go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We oh read them five. all. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we really appreciate it. And if you share us with your friends and family, that's how we grow. So we really appreciate that as well. Yeah. Speaking of reviews, um, somebody reviewed recently about episode 83, which is the last one that just came okay. out. And they were like, oh, I see that you're throwing it back to the original <laughs> audio days. Oh, the shade! And so, like, obviously this whole global pandemic kind of mm-hmm. rocked us. We ha- I had people in my life being like, oh, well, like, you can just go see Brie. Yeah. Like, you can just go, you can record. Mm-hmm. But, like, w- I don't want to be that person yeah. that is, like, 
like first of all breaking the rules but like making it seem that it's okay for other people to do this like totally. it was something that i want to take very seriously yes. so we kind of waited until we got a go ahead to expand our circles Absolutely. but yeah so we we were having some okay audio i think for a while yeah. <laughs> and then last week i went to go use my microphone and expensive microphone yes. you know it isn't expensive the cord that attaches it <laughs> because it was like literally a, a 90 degree bend like <laughs> a piece of shit cord <laughs> and i was like oh my god so i literally had to use my airpods so like a special apology about last week's because i it sounded like I was underwater. Not only were we recording from um, various miles away from each other over a computer app, but Sean was recording through his AirPods. So it was basically like he was just calling into his dentist and chatting Literally. for a while. And that brings us to this week's sponsor, AirPods. <laughs> Cute and small, not great audio. <laughs> <laughs> We also appreciate all of you who were supporting us with our sponsorship last week. Um, you can go to takecareof.com and use Explain 50 um, to get 50% off vitamins and supplements delivered to your door. This one is not sponsored, but we really, truly appreciate when you all um, support the businesses that are supporting queer content. So thank you to all of you who said you were checking them out. Yeah. And now, there is no lag. The only lag is when I am too dumb to figure out what to say next. <laughs> <laughs> A classic lag. Oh my gosh, I almost just want to sign off right now so that we can actually be on time with it. Oh, uh, right? <laughs> Stay tuned for that, because if you've been listening the last three months, you know that over the computer app, it's, like, impossible to time up the ending. Like, you don't really notice the lag that much. Mm -hmm. It's, like, kind of in a Zoom call where mm -hmm. it's, it's, like, it... This seems pretty okay, but when you need to line something up, like I would, like I would have to rush it to try to think. It. Anyways, <laughs> it was a whole thing. Let's get into long distance. Okay, pussy from afar, yes. if you will. Yes. Bussy from afar, you know anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that this topic um, has like a lot of relevance right now. Mm -hmm. Like more than ever, because yes. um, if you are dating somebody from maybe a different continent or a different yeah. country, you cannot see them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's be real, though. There has been more long distance relationships than ever, because even if you are in the same country or same province for a long time, unless you were breaking the rules, you were not even supposed to see your significant other if they lived in a different household. Mm -hmm. So like... I would say that it went from people that were truly long distance to all these people feeling like they were very much not long distance to like, holy shit, now I can't even see my significant other. Literally. And they live like, in the I same was in a long city. distance relationship with all of my friends. Yeah. And I still am besides like you, yeah. <laughs> my family. So true. <laughs> um, but I also think it has like a lot of relevance just to the queer community in general because we we've talked about bits of this topic obviously this yeah. is kind of how the podcast works mm -hmm. um, we've talked about chunks of this topic but haven't directly taken it on yeah so we talk about that you know as young queer people mm -hmm. a lot of relationships happen online because you don't have your people you yes. don't know who you can fuck so yes. you fuck online <laughs> <laughs> okay that's true yeah i think that like People, sorry, to... <laughs> oh shit, sorry, I'm not used to recording with you. Sean's like, stop leaning back into my clothes in my closet. Let's not get too comfortable here. <laughs> stay focused, yeah. stay professional. Um, yeah, we've talked about before how 
as queer individuals, especially if you grow up in like a small town, or let's be real, if you grow up in any town, especially if you're a certain age, it might be really rare for you to know someone directly around you who is also out or queer or even not out, but you know that they're gay as well. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, because of that, um, more so than any other like group of people, I guess heterosexual people, <laughs> resort to online and often long distance dating um simply because i think there's a couple reasons one because you just don't know who could possibly be in your town that is also gay that would be willing to date you Mm -hmm. but also i think there's a certain comfort level when you're not out or you're newly out with dating someone who's far away because you get to like keep them at like an arm's reach yeah. You know what I mean? Like You're you also not, to... like, putting yourself out there by being a young queer person on a date to, like, the movies with your girlfriend. Exactly. It's like there is, as sad as it is, there mm-hmm. is almost, like, a safety net yeah. of a distance relationship yeah. because you can still feel the love of that person yes. without, you know, outing yourself in a way. Yeah, there's yeah. a heightened privacy aspect. Exactly, yeah. And you also don't have to necessarily introduce them to your parents if you still live at home with your family like you don't have to worry about like where are we hanging out because you can't fucking hang out in yeah, person exactly so it's it's it is like a bit more like safe feeling in the sense that like by having that distance it can't progress further yeah so you're not like stressed about the needs of it progressing further and even more so i think that we've talked about before how Obviously, everyone is on a different timeline of coming out. And we've talked about dating people that are more out than you are. Yeah. And I think that if you are someone who feels like you're dating someone when they're more out than you or fully out or whatever it is, um, letting their pride flag fly (laughs) wherever they go, um, you can feel pressure to... Accelerate the process. Yeah, to accelerate (laughs) the process, to, like, go to the next step, whether it's introducing it to families or moving in together. So there's certain barriers that are automatically up when you're long distance that you just can't go past a certain point of seriousness. It's, It's impossible to do. So it kind of, like, protects you in a certain way when you're not out. And I know I'm speaking personally, like, I felt that when I wasn't ready to come out and I was you know, talking to girls over Tumblr, it was, like, almost, like, a fun make-believe because I could have these, like, truly deep emotional connections. I'm not saying I was making up those emotional connections. Yeah. But I was able to not stress myself out enough that, like, any of my friends were going to find out about it. I didn't have to invite them to the parties I was going to. I didn't have to introduce them to my parents. So there was that buffer it was almost like a test ride before i was ready to come totally yeah (laughs) Yeah. and then like you're just in your room and nobody really knows that you're fucking fucking (laughs) (laughs) like your parents just think you're playing the sims but you're the one that's woohooing you know oh my gosh yeah um i obviously this will transition from just being young queer people and long distance but i do think like i remember so vividly like the first guy i we were not even in a long distance relationship, mm-hmm. but I remember one of my friends went to this like weird camp or something. Yeah. And they came back and were talking about all these amazing people we met. And they were saying that like later on or like next summer, their friends that they met at this camp were coming mm-hmm. to visit them. Right. And one of these people was this gay guy. Yeah. And so I, I don't even remember, like we started talking 
somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, I think yeah. my friend was like, you should talk to them, probably being like, you are also gay, yeah. even though I wasn't out. <laughs> yeah. So we started talking, and that was, like, the first person that I, the first guy that I remember, we weren't, like, dating at all, that's not mm-hmm. what I'm saying, but, like, that is probably the first guy that I remember, like, flirting with. Yes. And it was, like, I felt safe about it, but I also kind of felt like I was, like, hiding something because none of my friends knew. Yes. I, like, still don't think a lot of them, not, like, I, I'm not going to, like, expose it because it's yeah. shocking. I just wouldn't tell them because I'm, like, whatever. <laughs> it, was, totally, it wasn't yeah. anything. So, yeah, it's funny. Like, that that was my probably first experience. And then I yeah. had a legit, like, two-year-long long distance relationship as like an adult yeah so (laughs) it's like all there's yeah various different times and obviously we're kind of starting from the young side because i think that's just an easy way to progress through that but i definitely do think that for queers in general no matter where they are in life i think long distance is more common and there's various reasons for that but um i just thought of something specifically to long distance relationships that i think is important for me to bring up because it's my personal experience about it that whether you're younger or a bit older or whatever it is I always found that because of that safety kind of feeling with long distance relationships I was able to how do I say this I felt like I was able to get deeper faster emotionally yeah because I first of all there's no physical aspect to Mm -hmm. it All you're doing is talking. So I think that it's taking away a lot of the like real world aspects. Yeah. Because you're not like going to see a movie together and like then discussing the movie. You're not going to a party with friends and then talking about what happened to the party or like conversing with other people. It almost like cuts out the filler. Like you're not like in transit or like at a restaurant or you're mm-hmm. like this this is a time that we could talk about serious life stuff because what else am i doing exactly <laughs> yeah it's like this all of your interactions is like this is our time to talk yeah it's not like this is our time to do stuff together so what you would usually be doing in small moments on a date in between the times that you're ordering a drink from the waiter or when you're at a party and you pull each other aside and you maybe like talk to each other for a few minutes um, or, you know, after the movie, you're driving home and you're talking about the movie and how that relates to your life. All that is gone. Yeah. And you're just talking, which in a lot of ways is great because I think that it helps people emotionally connect deeper. But there is an interesting aspect of long distance dating that I definitely found when I was younger, when I was talking to a lot of people young, long distance mm-hmm. that I didn't really put a lot of weight on until I met them. Right. And that was that I think part of it was I confused feeling really connected to these people with the fact that I was finally able to truly be myself with these people and talk about the deep things in my life that I hadn't been able to talk to anyone else about for the first time. Like these were the first relationships really that I had with queer individuals. So you're I like, was I like, I don't necessarily if I even like you that much <laughs> or if you were just a wall for me to bounce something off of. Honestly, like, like no, in some I ways, t- looking back, mm-hmm. I'm like, I think I was finally like the fact that I honestly like remember thinking to myself, like, how is it possible that I've talked to this person or these people or whatever for two months on Tumblr and I feel like I know them a thousand times more than my friends that I've known for five years at school. Like, how is that possible? But it's just simply because I was actually allowing myself to say what I've always wanted to say and like be myself. And I don't even know until like after those relationships were kind of like 
past, if I really like thought about like, was the difference like the person that they were or was that I was finally able to like connect with someone and that they could have been anybody that was truly <laughs> my actual sexuality. Yeah. Because like, I wasn't able to tell my straight female friends about how I was feeling and the guys that I was dating, I, that I was gay. So obviously I wasn't connecting with them that way. Yeah. So it's like easy, I think to feel like, Oh my God, like this is like, so different because it is so different yeah but like you i think you have to sift through why it's different and i think that's also important speaking to our younger listeners that are potentially like you know getting on the tiktok or all these new things it's like first be safe when you're talking to people online and second like be aware that like while you feel really connected to these people and it's going to feel really great to be yourself finally like also know that there will be other people out there for you like don't like often especially if you're like young you're like 16 and you're talking to someone online like that is often not going to last forever. Yeah. So, like, don't feel like when that ends that that's going to be it for you. Yeah. You know, because I think it can feel like that. And then the last thing I wanted to say about that is something that I think really made me aware of that is watching the reality TV show Catfish. Ah. Because, obviously, a lot of them don't end up being the same person. Yeah. Right? Like, and okay, then, of course, like, they're not going to be together. But the The really... The people that you were talking to thought you were hot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that was the big issue. Yes. <laughs> no, so really the thing that intrigues me about the show is all these relationships that do end up being the same person. But then they do the follow-up like a month later and they're like, no, we're not dating anymore. And it's like you talked to each other for online like five for five years. years. Yeah. And then you met and it was like, oh. It goes both ways, though, yeah. because you also see that some people that aren't the same people mm-hmm. choose to still date yes. because they find that their exactly. connection, besides the fact that this person was mm-hmm. real, that their connection was real, yes. which is like either one is insane. Either one's insane. So it can go both ways. And I think I like I hadn't I haven't personally that I know of been catfish. So like I can relate to the other one more because like I think I've spoken about this before. But there are so many people that I've met, like, off the internet that when I meet them, I'm like, how did I like you? Yeah. That's the thing, though, is, like, you also, um, even if you are, like, interested in somebody in person, Mm -hmm. there is, like, the getting to know each other. They're, like, they can do some things that annoy you. Like, Uh you know, like, there's, like, that hold back. But if it's somebody online, like, you don't know any of those things. So you're, like, I'm going to tell you every time I was sad in my life. (laughs) (laughs) And I think also... A lot of who a person is is how they interact with the world. Yeah. So, like, it's easy when you have, like, their one perspective. Obviously, they're they're sounding wonderful to you. They're not going to be like, these are all the times I'm fucking the worst to, like, a waiter. Or, like, I'm the worst when I get drunk at a party. Or I'm the worst when I, like, interact with my friends. Or I tell my friends secrets. Or, like, whatever. Yeah. You don't see that because they're just talking to you in about really deep stuff and like you're not used to that level of emotional connection so fast because that's all you have to do. So then when you start seeing someone like interact with the real world and like when you go to a party and they're and you're there with their group of friends, are they paying attention to you? Yeah. Or do they just like kind of forget about you? Like where are you on their priority list? Like do they um treat people that they don't know with respect do they include people or do like they, you are know? you the only person that this is G- good hap- for <laughs> or like that, that this is happening with yeah, as well it's, like, well that's that's true too yeah so i think that there's 
so many benefits to it because I do see that that it being like a really cool unique experience where you get to know someone on like an emotionally deep level that like in like day-to-day real life of dating you probably wouldn't at least that fast um but then the other side of it is like I think a big part of life and we've also talked about this before with relationships of like there will be people that you love in your life where your life does not line up with them yeah oh yeah and like be simply because your day-to-day life does not match, whether it's your different values or where you live or whatever it may be. People are going to have different priorities that when push comes to shove and you actually have to make like big life decisions, if it doesn't line up, sometimes love's not enough. Absolutely. You know, so. I will say though, that um, the first like guy that I flirted with mm-hmm. uh, in a long distance, whatever. Yeah. Does have a fiance now. And while I have zero feelings for him and haven't talked to him in, probably yeah. over 10 years i will be showing up to the wedding to say i object just for the drop <laughs> of it <laughs> remember me <laughs> did you did you ever um meet him yeah in life? i did yeah yeah oh yeah it was weird How'd that go? but then it was also funny because like we weren't like at all dating not yeah. like that wasn't i didn't even think of that yes but then i remember like so clearly like he did come to visit my friend and we hung out that week okay. for like almost and it was like flirty in person and like yeah it like, was still there, like in the st- same it was like way? still there. But then okay. I remember him so distinctly, like I, as weirdly as this sounds, like this was almost like my first like like glimpse of like heartbreak. Yes. Um, because like you feel so connected to that person, but I remember him telling a story about like like something that I knew he had done. Like he was like at a party or something, mm-hmm. but he was telling a story that he like had hooked up with somebody at that party. Uh... But like I didn't get that picture from what he had been texting me at that party right. you know so i was like ah but then i was like oh like we have no real like we're not dating or anything right. but yeah that was wild <laughs> hey gabers today's episode is sponsored by rosetta stone rosetta stone is the trusted expert in language learning for 30 years for a reason they are so good at helping you learn a language naturally in a way that allows for long-term retention and it actually works. Trust me, this is coming from someone who attempted to learn a language in high school through the whole textbook old school method. Did not work. Rosetta Stone is different than that, okay? They really focus on allowing you to really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. I also love a feature that they have built in that's called True Accent. It's a speech recognition feature, and it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's super convenient. You can do the lessons on your desktop or in app and it's an amazing value the lifetime membership has all 25 languages so you don't have to stop at one don't put off learning that language there's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time i can explain podcast listeners can get rosetta stone's lifetime membership for 50 percent off visit rosettastone.com slash today that's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. 
Okay, so I relate to that on the opposite side in some ways because there was this one person who I haven't talked to them in years. So I'm like, I also like, showing I don't up to know the wedding. Where they are. Yeah, she and um, I was about to say her name, and I'm like, I probably shouldn't be that person <laughs> on the off chance. Um, she. I don't even know if she where she lived. Anyway, she lived in the states. She lived on Earth. She lived. She's on. She's an Earthling. <laughs> she lived in the states, and we got very connected very quickly. Yeah. So she was one of the girls that I started talking to on Tumblr, and this was tumbled with. If you tumbled will. with, <laughs> tumbled around with yeah. for a while, and this was definitely like why I'm bringing her up is it was like little bit later in life in the sense that I was still very young, but I was not like in my teens. Yeah. So like I was talking to her in a sense that like it was plausible and we were discussing about how we could be together. It wasn't like one of those super young ones where it was like, this is fun. I get to actually just talk to someone and like be like online dating them and like whatever. It was like with the intention of like, we will find a way to date each other. Yeah. Kind of thing. And I literally connected with her on Tumblr and I can't describe to you like it went from like I think I'm sure a lot of queer people can relate it was like zero to a hundred of it went from like hey what's up to all of a sudden we're like sending essays to each other all day every day like texting constantly sending like voice notes phone calls every night before we go to bed like like the whole shebang and she was an amazing person like I, I will say that like she was fantastic and I just remember, like, we never at any point said that we were, like, exclusive yeah. or anyth- any- anything like that. It was just, like, an extreme connection. So, in my mind, it was, like, literally, like, a month in. And I was, like, I feel like I love this person. Uh-huh. Like, holy fuck. Like, I'm so connected. But I'm still, like, I'm a realist, mm-hmm. right? And I still felt like... She still lives in the States. And I like, need, we're I not need some nasty here. We're not, <laughs> we're not dating. We're not exclusive. Like, yeah. we had not had that conversation. We had expressed our feelings for each other. And I went to a party and I ended up going home with a girl. And like, you know, we did we did some puzzles. Yeah. Tumbled know. a little bit tumbled as well. Tumbled a little bit. <laughs> Just and a floor routine. You know? So the next day or the next night or whatever, I told her I was going to that party and stuff. And then we were talking like regular. And it honestly didn't even really hit me because I didn't. I think because I had separated her, even though I had these really strong emotions for her. I still like because I'm a realist, I. Didn't, didn't put all your eggs in that basket. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't, like, I was like, we're still in different fucking countries. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. And I didn't really take, even though I had the seriousness of those emotions, and honestly, I will say, if I was dating a girl who lived in the same city as me, I pro- I wouldn't have slept with someone else. But that so, bit of a... So brave of you. Thank you for sharing <laughs> that. <laughs> You're so strong. <laughs> <laughs> that bit of a separation made me feel like, well, we're not dating. Like, I can't, like, just commit to this person that I've never met yeah. that's across the fucking world. And, like, come on. Like, that's ridiculous, Brie. So then the next night I was talking to her on the phone, and we were talking, and she was like, oh, like, literally, like, worst timing ever. But, like, honestly, probably women's intuition because, like, we've talked about this before, how when you get this gut feeling mm-hmm. of, like, something's gone on. And 
who knows like what maybe I did text her later than I usually did or something who knows yeah and she was like on the phone and she like brought up she's like hey like this is a really weird question to ask because like you don't have to tell me this Mm -hmm. but like just where do we stand like have you been hooking up with other people right and you can tell she was like nervous of asking and, and I was like, like, only last night. No, I was like, oh, it's giving me, it's giving me, like, it's making me feel nauseous just thinking about oh, this. I actually, the, yeah. I actually feel really bad about this. Like, this is one of those moments in my life where I'm like, I fucking hurt this person. I yeah. feel really bad. And I was like, I was honest and was like, oh, like, yeah, that's fair if you want to have that conversation. Like, we've literally said we're falling in love with each other. Actually, <laughs> I had sex with someone last night. That's like and also she, like that is God. that is in all that is worst case scenario for asking her that question like last night too. like last Fuck. night like I couldn't have been like oh two weeks ago yeah. a week ago yeah like it just like but once again it was probably her intuition of like I kind of like didn't text as much as I did last night she didn't hear from me when I got home like you know those sorts of things yeah. and I didn't even think of it because I'm an idiot. And then she was crying on the phone and I like, look, I totally broke her heart. Like I really fucking broke her heart. And I feel, I feel bad to this day about that one. And after that, it just kind of fell apart. Yeah. Like I was, I apologize and we were like, okay, like let's continue on. I'm like, I won't hook up with anyone else. Like that's not important to me. Like I, I could care less about hooking up with anyone else. I just thought it was a fun thing. I didn't think that we were exclusive, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Bad for me not to communicate that. She she felt bad that she was crying because she was like, I don't want to make you feel bad because you don't owe me that. We haven't even met. We're not exclusive. It was this whole fucking thing. So then we tried to continue on at the same level, but then it was just weird because I think it brought a lot of awareness to both of us that like we were a lot farther than we realized yeah. because emotionally we were so close. But I think through that conversation, we realized like, shit, we still haven't met. We there don't know each, anything about each other's friend groups. We haven't met each other's friend groups. There's a lot of barriers that we still would need to get past. Mm-hmm. And, like, then this has happened and uh, your heart's broken. And it, and then am I, like, in a weird way, even though I didn't, like, promise you anything yet, like, my trust, I've broken your trust. And it's just a whole fucking sh- shit show. And I still feel bad. I, should, I feel so bad. I should reach out to her. And he's like, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. Fuck. I genuinely feel bad. Yeah. But like, I think that that is the weird thing about long distance relationships sometimes is sometimes they can feel like a fairy tale mm-hmm. and you cannot take in the like realness of the person on the other side's emotion. I'm speaking for myself. Yeah. And as much as like my emotions were definitely real, I also like was fully aware that like, like I wanted it to eventually work, but I didn't think it was actually ever going to. Yeah. And like we are in, in, in a world where it can work yes. a lot more than it usually could have in the past. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. so many things are easier now. Like, it's easier to travel to see someone. It's easier to, you know, <laughs> well, well not, you know, not in this current ago. world, but I'm just, you know, yes. generalizing 20, on regular in tw- in Earth. In 2019, yeah. it, was, it was okay. <laughs> this season of Earth is crazy, but the yeah. other one's <laughs> yeah. a little bit easier to travel. Yeah. Um, you know, like, sex, like, cyber mm-hmm. sex is, like, actually, like, as much as I joke about it, like, yeah. first of all, you can just, like, we now we have, like, webcams. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get nasty on a webcam, but, yep. like, literally you can get, like, vibrators that are like on an app and like you can like you know like cyber sex is that is 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 at a pinnacle right now well i think we even all realized that in a platonic way during COVID 19 of like i can use a vibrator on my friends (laughs) (laughs) just to stay connected you know no i feel like yeah like i remember talking to my mom and being like i can't even imagine this happening before people had like zoom and FaceTime and texts and 
social media and everything else. Like if this had even happened like 30 years ago, you would feel so secluded. Like so. people, I also love when like my coworker was talking about how his family was. He was like, "Oh, like this whole thing is crazy," and his mom was like, "Um, we were in the war, <laughs> and <laughs> we had to write to people, yeah. and if you didn't get a response because like it didn't get there or something, like you just thought they could be dead. dead for, like, we didn't have fridges end. for food, <laughs> like God. all this stuff, and we're like, ah, COVID. Yeah, like it's so annoying to be drinking on Zoom. Yeah, for the seventh <laughs> So over Zoom house parties. Um, but then, okay, so pivoting to like a like a, a more adult yes. version of okay. it. Yeah, let's transition uh, my, into uh, talking yeah, shit about Yeah, we're growing roommate. up. Here we go. <laughs> um, I was in like a long distance relationship for like literally like almost two years. Okay. And I think that long distance relationships can work as long as you are on the same page. Yes. You do have a genuine connection Mm -hmm. and there is an end game. All, all like all Mm -hmm. else being said, like Mm -hmm. I think an end game is very important. True. So in mine, there was knowledge that an end game existed. So, so we we're both from Vancouver. Mm-hmm. His family lived in Vancouver. Okay. He went to school in okay. Ontario. Yes. So we were like, let's figure this out, you yes. know, let's whatever. So I was in school when we first started dating yes. in uh, university. And there are that's there there are a lot of benefits of long distance totally, relationships. Yeah. Because I was in a very intense schooling program. Yes. Like my university, like I would literally pull all nighters. Mm-hmm. All, like all the time, like it yeah. was so common. My dad worked really close to my university, so I would pull an all nighter. Yeah, go in with him in the morning sometimes, and I would sleep in his back seat right. before like doing a presentation. Yes. So like for like times like that, it actually made a lot of sense to be in a long distance relationship totally, because yeah. I couldn't have like upheld a real relationship so in person. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the time. I like would have yeah. been putting that person on like a back burner. Yes. Like it wouldn't have been fair. But I did have enough time mm-hmm. to be texting and like. Skyping at the time, so well, what a throwback! Yeah, so true. <laughs> um, so, anyways, there were benefits to it, but we had an end game that you know I was I finished school, I mm-hmm. moved out east. Oh, we were we were going to I live. Can explain li- never exists. Yeah, yeah, I was going to live. Yeah, literally, mm-hmm. I was going to live in Ontario yeah. until he finished university, mm-hmm. and then we would come back to Vancouver. Right, that was the end game. Okay, but. I, in my mind, assumed, because I am such a family person, Mm -hmm. that him moving back to Vancouver, as much as he always talked about that he hated Vancouver, (laughs) um, I always assumed that the pull of family was, like, enough to make it, you know, okay. Because Mm -hmm. I, like, when I think about moving somewhere else, like, that's the one thing that I'm, like, I wouldn't do it. Because I, like, love being close to my family. He was also, like, decently close with his family. But I'm, like, I love being close to them as well. Yeah, Yeah, totally. (laughs) So I always thought that that pull would be enough. Mm -hmm. And I remember so vividly that one night we were, like, out at a club, a straight bar, too. So it's even worse. And it was was getting close to, I think... I think it was like into the it must have been like November. Yeah. No, I think it was September. Okay. So There's like one year left of his school. Yeah. And I remember we were at this club and like something was off and I could tell that it was off. Oh, no. And he like 
said in my ear, he was like, I'm not moving to Vancouver. And I was like, what if you, like, you choose, like, a straight bar while we're drunk? Like, and I remember, like, that was so heartbreaking to me. Yeah, because you still were holding out, like, hope. And I also had fucking moved across the country. So I was like, I've put my, like, I've made my move. I'm waiting on you. And as soon as the ball's in your cart, you're like, I don't play basketball. (laughs) (laughs) So I remember, like, being so heartbroken at that because I was like fuck like this yeah. like for me that was it mm-hmm. like it was like I either stay out east or like I like yeah. it was like all in you know my court mm-hmm. again and I remember like getting an uber home because they had uber like that's such a seven... shitty position to put you into because like that whole relationship was based off of that plan exactly so like I remember ubering home I literally think it was raining I was like staring out the window oh, like fuck. tipsy and then like getting Making my Like, actually, like, both of us Ubered to his house. I, like, packed my stuff because I had a separate apartment. And I, like, went home. And I remember so distinctly my fucking roommate, like, opened the door because I, like, knocked on the door or whatever. And it was, like, in a movie. Like, I opened the door and was just, like, Like crying. I was like, he's not coming back to Vancouver. It's all a lie. (laughs) Yeah, and then I called my mom the next day and I was like, I need a ticket out of here. <laughs> Get me, the fuck Get me out. a plane ticket. <laughs> it's yeah. so crazy. I was just watching um don't give me any spoilers if you've seen this show. Nobody give me spoilers if you've seen the show. But Julia and I just started Ozark. Uh, me and Corey just started it. <gasps> oh my we're literally god. on the first season. Yeah. Me, we're too. on like episode seven. Oh my god, we're literally at the same point. That's so funny. <laughs> I, we're like six or seven as well. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you'll very recently understand this uh-huh. that there was an episode, um, I think it was like episode four or something about choices. Yeah. And I won't ruin anything to do with the episode. Basically, in the episode, they're breaking down how this doesn't ruin the show because it's literally from the get-go. He's working for like a drug cartel. And how it throws it back to how like a series of choices in your life can completely like change your life Mm -hmm. and they can be very small or big choices but either way like how basically every day when you make like certain choices it's going to completely change everything and i think that is both accelerated and like more significant in long distance relationships because a lot of the choices that you're making are uprooting your life So I think a lot of people don't really realize when they're getting into long distance relationships, the long term changes that are going to happen by every small choice that they make. Like, for example, with you, like if you had stayed, you would have never met me, which what a travesty. Yeah. Oh, my God. Fuck, I should have (laughs) stayed. But like, I think a lot of people. I can explain never. Like, I could have dodged this whole bull. (laughs) (laughs) This whole damn thing. You wouldn't be so far in that you just can't get back out. The listeners are like, move back. It's move back. still not too late. Go out east. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, I thought that was really interesting. And speaking to long distance relationships, like when you start a relationship with someone locally, you get to still be like close to your friends that you've always had, you're close to your family if you're already close to your family. Maybe you make some new friends, maybe like some things in your life changes or the way you're spending your time changes, mm-hmm. but it's almost like very easy to like revert back. And also like a lot of it stays consistent. Yeah. Whereas with a long distance relationship from the jump, you're acknowledging that someone is going to have to completely re- uproot their life at some point. Yeah. Which, like you said, I think is just something super important to communicate from the get go because... Even me going back to that girl that I, like, really cared about, 
I, we were definitely talking about how we wanted to find a way to be together, but I would have fucking never moved. Yeah. I would have never moved. Yeah. Not, I'm, I'm living in Vancouver the rest of my life. Yeah. Like I, it's so important that I'm close to my family. I just would have never moved. Yeah. But that conversation never happened. So, like, I was almost just, like, blindly hoping she would move <laughs> if it ever got to that point. Yeah. You're like, Vancouver is great. Yeah, Vancouver is interesting. <laughs> and I think that, like, there's a certain, there's a different level just like you get emotionally invested faster. I think that there's this, a certain level of communication that's needed faster in long distance relationships because people are investing their time and emotions into something that eventually you're going to have to have a plan. Yeah. And it's not an easy plan. <laughs> like, it's going to be a plan that's going to change a lot of things about someone's life or exactly. both of your lives. And, like, there's so much weight behind it as well. Yeah. Like, so, like, are you going to date someone for two years and then, like, you? Yeah. And then that all be... And then you're like, really? The reason I signed up for this is because the plan was the plan from the start. Exactly. Like... Well, that, that's what that's what half the fucking betrayal felt like. I was like, yeah. well, I've been living this whole lie. I made I made moves for you to make moves yeah and i think also like you're putting so much more trust in someone that even if you do communicate that plan that they're actually going to follow it through because mm -hmm. saying yeah sure i could move back to vancouver is a very different thing than like i'm actually willing exactly to move yeah. to vancouver you basically need to be like okay two years from now buy, like buy a ticket now for yes. two years from now because <laughs> let's put this plan into exactly because we're both getting on that fucking plane bitch <laughs> It's so true, though. Like, I know somebody now um, that is... Oh, are we going into the... We're going into the shit-talking uh, <laughs> yeah. roommate? Okay. I was hoping for that segment earlier, but I wasn't here we call are. Shit-talk! <laughs> <laughs> okay, to be fair, she did bring up this potential yes. um, episode. This, this wasn't shit-talk, but she essentially was saying that um, the person that she has been talking to mm. was talking about getting into schools. Oh, and, yeah, right. And I was like, oh, well, like, that's, I was like, well, how do you feel about that? Yeah. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, like, things like that have so much more weight when it's connected to a different person because it's like four years of school mm -hmm. is some commitment, whatever, two years of school, whatever yeah. kind of schooling you're doing. But like four years knowing that you can't move somewhere in that amount of time that you're stuck in yeah. that. Like, there's so many repercussions to literally every single thing. Yeah. And, like, I always picture, like, <laughs> Okay, sorry, I gotta stop you for a oh, second. God. I'm just picturing her listening to this and stressing the fuck Yeah, out. sorry, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Better talk about those schools, honey. <laughs> <laughs> to you who is listening, we love you, but we had to talk about it. Yeah. I I, this, I'm, it's not in a negative way either. This I'm is just, sponsored by... <laughs> I'm giving her some stuff to think about WestJet. <laughs> but yeah, no, go on. Um, I agree. I always picture agree. long distance relationships as like like two train tracks yes. going off in the same direction, but they're not like touching. Ev oh, that's you know? true. Like you both want you're, the same thing. You're both on a different, different track in life. Yeah. And then every single move that you make in your life yeah. a new job moving somewhere else mm. going to school is like you're building a section of tracks and it's like are, is that section of track getting closer to the or other one away. are you going to become one track eventually so or is true. it like you know you're just kind of going back and forth oh my god I know trains right trains <laughs> how wild yeah. oh my god I went to this model train place okay and they literally had the craziest it was like rooms and rooms like a warehouse of all these different model trains and little towns set up 
Okay, I love that. And that's the story, but it was pretty amazing. There was a there's a there's a bar in Whistler, or like a brewery in Whistler that, that has like a little like train running around the. Okay, top. no, I've been there. This is like the guy hand makes like every little tree and every little like he hand makes. Okay, well, it it's all. at a brewery. I didn't think he was hand making it. I'm <laughs> it like, I, put a complete, beer on it. Like it does it's not <laughs> compete with the model train museum. Okay, probably. Like, can you send me fries on that thing? <laughs> <laughs> but it is true because like. You think about it when you live in the same city as someone and they're making, especially when you're younger and you're dating and like, I would argue, obviously this can change for lots of people at various times in their life. There's people that completely change um, paths at all different ages. Yeah. Sometimes they're like, these are my two train tracks, but I am a helicopter person. (laughs) Exactly. But I would say that most people are making most major decisions in their lives from like 18 to maybe 35. Maybe 40. Yeah. Okay? Where they're, like, deciding, like, where am I going to go to school? Where am I going to kind of set up a life? Who are going to be my long-term friends? Am I going to have kids? Am I not going to have kids? Like, all these big decisions often happen in those years. Obviously, there's exceptions, but they happen in those years for a lot of people. And it's true, because when you're dating somebody who lives in the same city, and they decide that they're going to go to school, go to a school program for four years, okay? Okay, cool. You're going to school actually doesn't affect your relationship at all besides the fact that maybe they're going to be more busy. Well, that's the thing is like there are every single like thing has a butterfly effect to it. If you are in the same city as somebody and they decide to go to school for four years, that means that they are yeah going to be busier, that they can't take time off, that Mm -hmm. they can't be as much of a, you know, financial support in those four years. They like, could cheat on you while at school. That happened to me. <laughs> that too, yeah. You know, these are all options. Are but it, it doesn't have distance tied to it. Exactly. So, like, you're still in the same city. So, like, with the exception of, like, maybe the difference of how time is spent, um, it's still not, like, greatly affecting your, like, weekly scheduling of your relationship. Um, whereas, like you said... Instead of thinking of it as, like, a day-to-day thing that you can decide on and see how that scheduling goes. Like, you can be like, okay, I'll continue dating you. And maybe six months in, if you cheat on me with someone at the, at the, the university bar, yeah. um, <laughs> then we'll probably break up. <laughs> but if you, um, like, or if you're, like, too busy and it's not working for a relationship, but you can take it day by day. Yeah. The thing is with a long-distance relationship is you don't get... You don't get to take it day by day because if that person says, hey, I'm going to sign up for a school program for two, four years, whatever it is, not in the city you're in, the day by day goes out the window because you are now acknowledging that we are going to at least be in a long distance relationship for another two years or four years or whatever amount of time it is. So it's like that one decision of like, okay, I'm going to move before that happens or after you are committing to another four years in the same way. If they say, Hey, I'm going to move for school. Okay. So they move for school and let's say the program's two years. Okay. You're saying like, I for sure want to be with you for another two years. That's, that's all. That's that added danger of making these moves also in tandem is to say you okay i'm gonna move to vancouver for four years to do school then you break up after one (laughs) it's like now they're friends with all your friends and you're like stuck with them here and you feel guilty and they can't like transfer their credits and then they cheat on you at the school bar oh my god once again sponsored by sean's roommate thank you for listening (laughs) no for real though um I think, like, the consensus here is, like any relationship, 
long distance, not long distance, relationships all have their fucking shit. Yeah. And I don't think that you should be fearful in getting in a relationship because it's long distance if it feels right. Because you could solely date people that live in your same city and it could always fucking fuck up. Yeah. And I think there's an also a level that we didn't touch on with queer people in that, like, because the pools are smaller, some people feel like if they've dated in their city for a long time, like, for example, like, if Julia and I broke up, God fucking forbid, Jesus, but if Julia and I oh, broke up... she doesn't go to a school <laughs> bar anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> uh, Julia says she wants to go back to university, I'll be on red alert. <laughs> um, if... Julie and I broke up, I would almost feel like, even though I know it's a ridiculous way to feel, but because I've been, like, out and gay and, like, know a lot of people in the city that are, like, on in the scene and, like, out and gay queer women. They all know how terrible you are already. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure some of them would argue that. But, like, a lot of them, whether it's that I've already dated them before, I've dated their friends before, their friends have dated my friends before, they've dated my friends before. Like, it's become so, like, all... Like kind of connected in some way. Yeah, they fucked my ex at the school bar before. It's so connected because I've dated so many people in the city, and like, and those people have dated so many people in the city that like, if you've been out for a certain amount of time and like dating people in your city already as a queer person, it can feel like Jesus. I gotta start fresh somewhere else. Exactly. Like I've literally joked before with Julie. I've been like, if you leave me, I've got to move to fucking Sweden. I don't know. Like, to just find a new circle. Because yeah. it's so it's so connected at this point. It's here at every gay bar, like, the whole thing. Um, so in some ways, it's, it's nice. If you're in a long-distance relationship and you break up, you don't got to see them out. Yeah, <laughs> You're not connected yeah. anyways. See ya. Um, but yeah, so I think that there's, like, a lot of reasons that it's more of a thing for queer people and don't feel like it's a bad thing because I think I personally know... I was going to say quite a few, a couple people that the long distance has worked out for and it's like been great. Yeah. Um, and personally I've experienced long distance. I have nothing bad to say about it from like an emotional standpoint. I think that like the connection can be just as real, if not realer. Yeah. Um, but they're obviously like any other different type of relationship is going to be hurdles that I think communication yeah. is important. I also don't like, I don't think I regret, even though I was hurt and yes. that it didn't turn out how I obviously had thought it would yeah um i don't regret it and like i would almost rather have been the person that tried and gave it my all totally. because there was a chance that it could have worked yes. so like i'd uh, you know i'm not gonna cut that cord before i have to <laughs> absolutely and i think it's also like knowing your boundaries like the fact that you gave it a try based on the communication that was provided to you yeah but i think what you did right is when that communication was no longer there, you were able to step away because that was your boundary. Yeah. And I think a lot of times what happens in long distance relationships is people end up giving up what they want because they want it to continue, even though they know it won't work long term or there won't be an end game. Yeah. Because they're just fearful that they'll lose that connection. But in real life, it won't work. Yeah. So I think like dive into those connections, but also stand your ground of what like what you need and want in life. Yeah. Is what's important. And I think the most important thing here is yeah. keep them away from school bars. <laughs> That's what we've all yeah. learned here today. I have PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so wherever you're listening, make sure to follow or subscribe. It really does help us out and gets us in other people's ears. Um, and also, please leave us a review. Five stars only, please. Oh, God, honestly. And, um... Follow us on social media at I Can Explain Podcast and personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brianne Williamson. Uh, we read all of your DMs and we love when you suggest different topics. We've done a bunch of them suggested by listeners before and um, 
we love diving into what you want us to talk about. So definitely feel free to suggest. And until next time. Oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> until next time, we will see, see you around, around the, the neighborhood. I almost paused to like just pretend. <laughs> He's like, just do it off like, again. See you around the neighborhood. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.